you know, you saying things like it's got years of principle behind it now. This isn't going to go away. So I think part of the advice is if you're going to get into this, it's for the long term. It isn't something that's going to go away. It's going to stay the test of time is what you're saying, right? Precisely. And that's where a lot of the problems come with the other cryptocurrencies, the others that are out there. Bitcoin is something that's stable. It's decentralized. That's the key. They're speakers, authors, and real-life rock stars, bringing you life-changing thoughts that rock. Taking conversation all the way to 11. Most shows only go to 10. Well, it's one louder, isn't it? These go to 11. To 11. This is Thoughts That Rock. Now, here are your hosts, Jim Knight and Brant Menswar. Tapping in, peeps. It is What's your up? favorite podcast. And if it's not... You can tune it out right now. It's Thoughts That Rock. That's how you're going to be today? That's how we're going to be. It is, uh, you, it, listen, we're going to talk about uh, three specific pieces of advice around a particular subject. And today, uh, it's really all about crypto. Yeah, we had a great conversation. Uh, but it was all about, one, how, how do you understand it? And then if you're going to get into it, how do you invest it? And so... What a great topic for us, and and we couldn't have found a a better person who ironically lives right here in our backyard. We've known him for a while. It's our good friend uh, Terry Brock, who is a Hall of Fame speaker, um, actually leads the local NSA chapter, National Speakers Association group here. Um, But this dude is super smart. He's a technology trends expert. Um, He himself is heavily involved in Bitcoin. He actually requests when it can happen for a, a client or at, when he's a consultant or when he's even speaking on stage for the client to pay him in uh, cryptocurrency. So I don't know. That's pretty gutsy, especially in today's day and age. So. I get paid in Pop-Tarts and Twinkies. <laughs> yes. That's it. That's because we just can't get paid in cash. Just like, back, we'll take whatever. Back, back up the truck. Back up the Kellogg's that's pop, it. Pop-Tart. Well, you got some honey buns in there? Fine, I'll do it. <laughs> You'll do it. <laughs> um, he, he was such a great uh, interview. And, you know, I will say there's a couple times I'm sure we're going to be talking over some people's heads. But for the most part, man, you talk about specific things on how to understand it and invest in yeah. cryptocurrency. It's a pretty, pretty good episode, I would say. Yeah, we had an amazing conversation. We think you're going to love it. Check this out. Oh, there he is, Terry Hello. Brock. Good to see you, my friend. How are you? Doing just right. Great to see both you guys. Good to see you, brother. Man, that we, we ought to be transparent here. We've known Terry for uh, a while now. We I think we met probably at uh, a little bit of a speaker gathering that we had in Toronto. Yep. Yes. And on our last leg, when we were coming back, I remember us having a whole conversation. First off, I didn't know probably that Terry was in Central Florida, which is where we're based. Yeah. But also, this guy is like the uh, the, the tech-savvy maiden, you yes. know, maven when it comes to <laughs> cryptocurrency. Right. So. We couldn't ask for a better guest, brother, when we're talking about how to understand and invest in cryptocurrency. So thanks, man, for being here. It's awesome. Well, it is wonderful to be here because the cryptocurrency is really getting the news now. And not yes. all of it favorable. And so some people say, hey. We, probably sh- we should have asked you this a year ago, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, where was this episode? We could have handed that's it to somebody. Right. How to not lose your ass is what we should be saying right now. Exactly. Yes. I think that's biblical. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, that, that might be the I second one. Yeah, third Hezekiah three nine. I think it's right <laughs> in right. there. <laughs> so today is how to understand and invest. And next is going to be how to that, not lose your right. ass in it. That's I right. like it. I like Thou it. shalt lose their donkey in <laughs> that's Bitcoin. Right. That's right. <laughs> well, we yeah. can talk about some of that for sure when we get into it. But um, 
Man, we're going to leave the floor open to you. I mean, I'm just we're so thrilled that uh, I'm sure there are people that don't have a clue about whether it's Bitcoin or Ethereum or, or whatever, Litecoin, all these different crazy cryptocurrencies out there. And as you said in the news lately, it hasn't exactly been the most positive because of one one platform. But, uh, you know, there are people that probably need this more than ever if they're thinking about investing and maybe the stock market's not for them. This is the quick get. So we're going to leave it open to you, man. Let, let's start right out of the gate. What is your first thought that rocks on how to understand and invest in crypto? Well, I would say the first thing is realize, hey, it's reality. It's out there. It's not something going away. It was released uh, back in '09 by uh, Satoshi Nakamoto. Now, we don't know if that was one person or several or whatever about it, but uh, we do know that that's the name that was given to the person who created Bitcoin. And Bitcoin was mm. the original. It's a cryptocurrency, but it's quite different than many others. There's about 17,000 and counting Whoa. cryptocurrencies. And it might be counting da- backwards now with the crypto winter we're going through. So there's a lot of terms, a lot of things going on, and we've seen in the news recently some crashing and burning, but there's some principles that have been echoed for years throughout the world of Bitcoin and crypto, and that is very important. And those that don't remember those can suffer. Mm. And And that is, if it's not your keys, it's not your coins. And the keys are what you get when you first sign up for, say, Bitcoin. They give you either 12 or 24 keywords. Words that are real simple, like car, boat, airplane, uh, water, you know, whatever. They're just put in an order, but you have them in, they have to be in order. Remember the first 12 or 24, depending on where you go. Because that way, if you have those keys, no one can get your Bitcoin from you. We're talking Bitcoin because it's secure. Matter of fact, it makes uh, Bitcoin a wonderful way of doing business, of transacting, and it's being done right now. El Salvador is a case in point where people are using it as the real currency of the country along with the U.S. dollar. And so the key is remember those keys that you're given, memorize those, and do not put it in an email. Do not put it anywhere on the net because then the bad guys that are looking for that can see it. They would be able to steal your coins. Mm. But if you put it on, remember these old things called paper? Remember that long ago? Yeah, yes. right. The ink, I think they called it. You put it on there? Well, use that and then put it someplace where it's safe and you're going to be better off. Because the, the bottom line is Bitcoin is real. It's not based on a fiat currency like the U.S. dollar or uh, the pound sterling or yen, all of which are suffering inflation right now. Why? Well, they can just get people who are really, really smart, who really, really care, and they say, let's just print a whole bunch more money. And when they do, throughout history, that has destroyed currencies. And there are people a whole lot smarter than me that are saying, wait a minute, what's going on here? We don't know. Now, one thing that would be very important right now, we are not making any financial advice or recommendations here right. at all. I'm definitely not qualified for that, but I am making very strong educational advice yeah. to go out and study it. Realize, okay, this is important. You can't just say, oh, it's just for the drug dealers. And by the way, the drug dealers are not using it now mm. because they also know if you use Bitcoin, you're using a pseudonymous way of exchanging it, but it can still be traced back. And they have a thing called chain analysis, a tool that lets the government authorities go in and find out, okay, who was this that made that transaction? Because everything is stored in a place where it can never be erased and everyone can see it. I think that's why, isn't that probably why a lot of people were were maybe 
not wanting to use it because initially it started sort of in that black market. You can sort of get around governments and banks and all that. And so I think maybe there were some people that were just sort of let let's take our time, and it took a while to ramp up. I know that all three of well, us yeah. are in. Bitcoin, yeah. right? I, yeah, I, I I'm not you, in Bitcoin. No, I mean, but you're in, in crypto, crypto. Sure, yeah. yes, yeah. It's you know. What points I, do you have? Uh, I was one of the ones that that got into Shiba before it went, uh, just before it went crazy. So okay, um, and my my uh, I can thank my son, my 20 year old, 21 year old now son for explaining. But you know, th- what I think is is a challenge and you've seen this Terry because you've been in it for so long but buying crypto is like threading the needle <laughs> uh, uh, from a mile away with an arrow that is uh, three times larger than the hole it's intended for um, I think still that it's the number one uh, obstacle from people really investing is that it is a monumental pain in the ass to buy crypto on most exchanges. Um, and until it becomes an easy, as easy as a credit card transaction, as easy as it is to go to Amazon and buy something, um, it's never going to catch on like it needs to because the minute you have to, oh, I need a wallet. I need this. I need my keychain. I need, you know, I've got a, well, I can't buy this particular coin on this particular platform. So now I got to go to PancakeSwap and I got to go over here to Uniswap and I got to have eight different exchanges. It is the number one reason why after I bought <laughs> what I did, I'm like, this is a pain in the ass. All, all of the... The burn fees, the the you know the the swap fees, everything. It's costing me more to try to buy something worth a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a penny um, yeah. than it's really worth. So, wh- what do you feel is is the solution to making it easier for people to actually buy crypto? Well, first of all, I agree with you. In many ways, it is too difficult. And if something's difficult, it's like I say, if you want to work out, we're at the first of the year as we're recording this. A lot of people get gym memberships. Yes. And if you get a gym membership that's 50 miles away, yes. you might go once or yes. maybe well, you're going to go, no. But if there's one just next door right. or downstairs, hey, sure. you can do that you know, better. So sure. what we want to do is get something that's going to be easy. Yeah. And they do have a tool now that makes it much easier to use. It's being used now people are able to buy things kind of like you would even faster than with a credit card. Mm. And it's called the Lightning Network. The Lightning Network goes on top, kind of clamps on top of the blockchain with Bitcoin. And what it does is it kind of batches it up as if you were going to a bar. And rather than paying every time you get another drink or anyone at your table orders any little thing, you have to pay for it right then. They just run a tab for you. And that's what Lightning Network is doing. And it's facilitating transactions right now in El Salvador so they can use it to buy Mm. real things. And here in the United States and elsewhere around the world, we're able to do it. The nice thing about using those kind of tools, Bitcoin and Litecoin Network, Lightning Network, is that you're able to do it so much faster. And the charges are hardly anything. Mm. I mean, for $100, you might pay a few pennies. That's even lower than the normal charge you would get on PayPal going through uh, their, their 2.9% or whatever it is a little bit li- higher for foreign fee. But the yeah. way you can do it, like I'll give you an example. I was using uh, talking to a client, potential client at the time, over in Greece. 
And we were talking about, they wanted me to come over and speak for their group and do some consulting and coaching with them. And I said, okay, it sounds good. We can do it. And he said, well, Terry, how much is that going to run? And I said, okay, it'll cost you X dollars. And I put all, everything into one X. Speaker yep. to speakers, I, I find it's really easy when you can say, I'll pay for everything. Yes. But you give me this amount and I'll, that'll take care of, if I fly first class, it yep. doesn't matter. If right. I take a Greyhound bus, that's okay. You know, yep. whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that what I did is I just quoted him the fee and he said, okay, sounds reasonable. He went to his phone. I had mine right there. He punched in the, the number, hit the button. Three seconds later, I had it on my phone. It was right there. And the charge was, I think, maybe 25 cents. And wow. I was charging a little bit more than the 25 cents for my speech. Yeah. I don't know what <laughs> yeah, you guys, we don't talk fees here, but, uh, you know, that, uh, that's, that's right. what it is. But, and the thing is, once I have it on my phone, now I've got it. If this right here on my little phone, I've got it here, and no one can take that from me. Uh And that's a nice thing also from a retail point of view, because a lot of times people will buy something, and they go, oh, they use it a lot. Then they go, oh, I don't want it, and give me my money back. And now you've already lost not only that sale, but also yeah. you're being charged that 3% or whatever, yeah. and you've got to pay that additional, plus all the hassle. Right. With this, you do it another way. Yeah. So you say, hey, Jim, you bought my, uh, my, what, my mouse, okay? Yeah. You bought my mouse. I told you it was you know, $100 for the mouse. You go, Terry, that's a little bit right. Yeah, but it's a whiz-banger mouse. And if you say, Terry, the mouse, after using it for a month, I really try, it's not working out. We just say person to person, Jim, you matter to me as a customer Here's your $100 back. Just consider everything okay. I'm giving you the money. It'll be on your Bitcoin wallet immediately. Yeah. And you see, people to people, we can do that. So just just so I think our audience understands, too, because, again, I know we talked about this in the bio. You're a speaker and an author like we are. I found it fascinating years ago. You were telling us that. You, I don't know if insist is the right word, but you certainly request for clients to pay you when you're speaking in, in Bitcoin or in some sort of crypto. Oh, and, if they and can. That's what we want. Yeah. That, yeah, if that, they can. And, and so that's, I think that's sort of the, the thing I'm throwing out there that, you know, you could request that from other companies like you were doing it with a consultant with one on one. But if you said, listen, I'm going to go speak for, you know, some big organization and they agree to it, and they're going to pay you. And and I think in their mind, it's sort of the same amount of dollars. But especially when it was in the heyday of where crypto was going, you actually are getting so much more worth. It's risky as all get out, which is what you were talking about. But I just find that fascinating that that was sort of your your normal process when when you were getting paid. Do you still do that? Uh, when we can, when they want to pay, we'll definitely do it. And the way it works, logistically, uh, they pay in crypto. I take it, it comes on my wallet. And then what I do is I would transfer it through Coinbase. Uh-huh. And Coinbase gives me the ability to take that and then convert it into U.S. dollars. And then we transfer it easily over to my U.S.-based bank. Gotcha. So everything is done at full disclosure. It's legal. Yeah. Everything is there. And look at, think, for instance, the mayor of Miami, Francis Suarez. He gets his salary in Bitcoin. He requested that. And so I don't know how he does it. We haven't talked lately. <laughs> I, I don't know him at all. But, uh, you know, let's say his salary is this much. And he realized, okay, I need this much to live. Regular monthly expenses. And he takes the rest of that and leaves it in Bitcoin. Now, yeah. the price of Bitcoin is very volatile. Oh, yeah. Up and down, crazy. But the reason we get Bitcoin is because of the long-term value. Yeah. And, again, I'm not making any financial recommendations here. But I want you to think about it. Suppose your ancestors had purchased real good real estate in Manhattan back in the 1870s, 1880s. They didn't sell it. They just kept it in the family. And today you own that property. You could rent it out. 
you could get a loan against it. You would not sell it, though. Yeah. And that's the way many people look at Bitcoin. It's not something you would sell so much, but ma- rather you hang on to it. We call that HODL, H-O-D-L, hold on for dear life. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I have questions around this for sure. But just so I understand, in your first uh, advice is, you know, th- this is not a uh, fly in the, you know, in the ointment. This isn't just a flash in the pan. This is the reality. This is the here and now. Yeah. So, you know, you saying things like it's got years of principle behind it now. This isn't going to go away. So I think part of the advice is if you're going to get into this, it's for the long term. It isn't something that's going yeah. to go away. It's going to stay the test of time is what you're saying, right? Precisely. And that's where a lot of the problems come with the other cryptocurrencies, the others that are out there, because Bitcoin is something that's stable. It's decentralized. That's the key. The others are controlled by people that can make changes. And I get that. I have a very little bit of that, but because it's good and you might want to use some Ethereum for some things for the social, for the contracts, the smart contracts and able to use that. But for me, there's people that say they're uh, Bitcoin maximalists. And that means that's all they're going to do. Only Bitcoin. I say I'm a, I make up my own words. A Bitcoin mainlyist. So, yeah. you know, mainly Bitcoin for me. No. Just because I, and I'm all I'm doing, I'm doing a dollar cost averaging. So that every week at 3.01 p.m. on Friday, I've got it programmed on my phone, here on this phone over here, a little thing called Cash App. And it lets you purchase in a dollar cost averaging way Bitcoin. So that way it just sits there and I just sit back I'm, because I'm not looking to sell it. I'm reporting everything. The IRS knows all about that. And we make sure now, if I do need it for something, then that would be a taxable event. Mm-hmm. And so I just report that accordingly. I'm working with CPAs who helps me on that to make sure it's processed real well. Florida is uh, becoming one of the leaders in uh, crypto, in Bitcoin particularly. When I was at a conference over in Tampa, I was an opening keynote speaker there. One of the speakers was the mayor of Tampa. And what she said is she said, my friend Francis Suarez in Miami is getting his salary as mayor. I'm going to do the same thing here in Tampa. Mm-hmm. And then when they said that, Eric Adams in New York, the mayor of New York City said, really, if those two mayors in, in Florida are doing it, I'll do it as well. So you can do it. And again, you would use the process. You just report it all. Whatever you're going to use for your daily, your weekly, monthly expenses, okay, you turn that into U.S. dollars if you need to, and then you save the rest and put it in the bank for your great-great-grandkids to be able to have as well. So regardless of the current price, you're purchasing every week. You're in. Every week. Automatically. It does it automatically on Cash App. So a little bit just because I believe it, and I'm not recommending that to anyone else, but I would recommend strongly get some advice on that. Do your study. And look into it. And that kind of comes to my second point I want to yeah. make is you need to look at some really good resources. And uh, there's some I just wrote down here that I'm using regularly. You need to learn about this. Before you put any money in there, l- learn things from Bitcoin.com. Bitcoin.com is a good place there. They do a lot with uh, Bitcoin Cash, but also with Bitcoin. Uh, Roger Veer was the person that started that. He's a person that's well-known in the crypto community, friend of mine. And I think there's a lot to be said. You can learn a lot there. Another one, Cointelegraph, one of my favorites. Cointelegraph.com. And they've got stories of current events. Also, most of these places also have a how to get started with crypto, how to get started with Bitcoin in simple easy to understand language that even I can understand. So that's really good. And uh, Bitcoin uh, magazine.com 
is another really good place. Matter of fact, you two guys might want to think about this. They have a conference every year. This year, uh, Gina, or I should say last year, 2022, Gina and I went down to Miami uh, to be there for with about 25,000 of our closest friends at Bitcoin 2022. Hmm. In May, we're going to Bitcoin guess what, 2023. Mm -hmm. And all kinds of people will be there, very, very smart people, billionaires who have been in industry and have studied this, people who really understand finance, they understand what's going on, and that would be a great way to learn. Be there well, I think and just get learning. At one of these conferences, though, would there maybe be two tracks? Because you're saying there might be some people who don't know what they're doing or they're just thinking about it. It's the how to get involved. And then there are the other people, they're already in. They're trying to what, pick up new tricks of the trade, find out what's next on the horizon? Um, you, or is everything pretty much just the same in a conference like that? I think there was a lot of, uh, most of it was on the main stage. I could be wrong on that, but I think that was the way they did it. However, they also talked about how to get started because a lot of people were there saying, I haven't done anything with it. Yeah. I've got my phone here. How do I get And then I found here's the real sneaky way to do it, the best way. Go to the exhibit hall. Because you've got vendors there who know how to do this, and they want to help you because then you'll be buying their stuff. Yeah. And I had some people that helped me with it. Like I had been using Cash App before, but I had some questions about it. And I went to their booth and just found a guy there that was available. I walked over and said, could you help me with this? He's one of their developers. Mm -hmm. So he knew exactly how to make the whole thing. She set it up for me, showed me what to do. And I said, yeah, but what about, oh, this is how you do it, Terry. Da, 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 da. Oh, okay, now I know. So you can get your assistance that way. Plus, you're meeting a lot of wonderful people that are there helping you. I, there was places that would sell books, and you could pay for it immediately in Bitcoin. They would take it mm -hmm. using the Lightning Network, and it was as you were giving them a credit card. Only, see, the difference is, if somebody gives you a credit, if you use your credit card, let's say, Brant, you want to buy something, you go to the store and you go, here's my credit card, and you know that look that happens sometimes. Yes. Um, Mr. Manswer, your uh, credit card was not approved. Do you have another credit card? Well, that one's the one it should be. Now right. we, we've all gone through that at one yep. point. Yep. And so with Bitcoin, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No one can stop you. Another thing, by the way, we know that sometimes governments will say, hey, we don't want you buying this. We don't want you getting yep. that. They can shut down your bank account yep. with Bitcoin. No one can shut you down. Right. Mm -hmm. No one. And by the way, suppose if I had gold, now there's a place for precious metals, gold and silver. If I had just one coin, that's one thing. I could put that in my pocket and go. Yeah. What if I needed to tra to get $20,000 in gold to another country? Yeah. Well, that's kind of a hassle. I mean, yeah. you're going to spend a lot of money in security and yeah. dragging the stuff around and all yeah. that. With Bitcoin, I just hop on the plane, yeah. go to that other country. How much was that? 20? And here's yeah. a tip for a thousand, just because yeah, yeah. I, I like you. Here you go. Yeah. And it's done instantly just like that. It's that mm. portable, but it has that durability, and it can't be taken from you if you keep your keys. Yeah. Hang yeah. on to those things tenaciously. They're just put on like a USB drive, and you remember those codes, yeah. you'll be all set. Yeah. You know, I think it's... Well, to me, I think there's there's two types of investors when it comes to crypto. You've got your stablecoin people who are looking at Bitcoin and in the in this the, the coins that are widely accepted. And then you have your shitcoin gamblers, right? I mean I that's mm -hmm. that's literally the term. Another bit of <laughs> not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not making it up. They're literally called shitcoins yeah, for, exactly. for a that is the correct term. That's, that's right. the technical term for it. <laughs> that's right. Um and and but but the reason is because you know it's it's 
almost gambling in that way in that with you know i I love your advice of of sort of do your due diligence from from reputable sources don't rely on tiktok to go get your crypto advice (laughs) um but but the the challenge was a couple years ago that's exactly what was happening and you had all these pump and dump shit coins that were that were exploding and people were making millions of dollars and then dumping them so that they're worth nothing but by that point everybody who wanted to make money had gotten it and gotten out Um, precisely and so you you were always two steps behind if you weren't in, in, in part of their discord or you weren't in part of one of their groups where you could figure out what was happening and what that plan was for that sp- specific coin. Fast forward two years now and we've got celebrities being you know, charged and uh, <laughs> for, for artificially inflating coins that they knew weren't ever going to be worth anything. There was never a project. And I think that's it – would, it would be helpful for, for you to explain to our listeners that – I think some people just think of crypto as as the equivalent of physical money, right? Mm-hmm. Like, well, this is going to be worth a dollar. It's a dollar. I'm holding it in my hand, um, and it's a dollar because the government says it's a dollar, and we all agree that it's a dollar. Um, but that dollar is just backed by a bank, and it's backed by the government, and is backed by by something different. Crypto is usually tied to some sort of project that's going on. And and I don't think anybody realizes that that the the coins that are being put out are tied to a project of some kind that is using the technology or whatever it might be. Could you explain a little bit of that? Yeah, you make a really good point there. Between a difference between Bitcoin and what is called shit coins, yeah. because Bitcoin is decentralized. Yes, that means it's scattered around with hundreds, thousands of computers, all of which change or are updated every fifteen minutes. It has been attacked millions of times, and not even once has anyone been able to break through. Mm. But the others. They are based on what somebody hopes that it'll do, and it's a right. pump and dump thing. We just right. saw a vivid example of that here in the States with FTX. Yep. The kind of things they were doing was not really about crypto. It was because they were doing things where it was just out and out wrong and immoral to do what they did with the money and with the money of their customers. And right now, we'll see what happens. I hope they're prosecuted to the full extent of the law. Yeah. Yeah. Let the legal people deal with this. And we learn, hey, the wake-up is... Not your keys, not your coins. You hang on to them. We saw that also with uh, BlockFi and with Celsius and others. And I've worked with these people. I mean, I'm the MC at these conferences and talking to them. And there's some good people that mean well. And I'm going to assume that their motives are good. They seem like that as I talk to them. But at the same time, we have to step back and think we need to learn more. And so that's I can't stress that enough. Really get to know it. Also, uh, get into some podcasts, podcasts that are really good. Mark Moss. M-O-S-S is a buddy of mine. He's got one of the most popular out there about Bitcoin technology, history. Uh, Anthony Pompliano, the mm-hmm. POMP, P-O-M-P, POMP podcast is another person. He's going to be at uh, Bitcoin 2023 Pomp's as well. Yeah, he really knows his stuff, and it's based on really economics. Yeah. And it's based on what works and what has worked throughout the century and what doesn't. My concern is people say, well, I'm going to trust in the dollar. Oh, Yeah. And how's that working out with inflation yeah. now? Yeah, yeah. how'd that uh, Zimbabwe thing work out? Yeah. Yeah, how about in Venezuela? Yeah, how about in Cyprus a few years ago? How about yeah. in the United States and Canada and Japan and, Ru- and England yeah. now? Yeah. It's not like, oh, this is perfectly safe. Yeah. Throughout history, yeah. we've seen people put their ma- money under the mattresses, but then yeah. to pull it out and realize that's not worth much. If yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. I, I, you mentioned earlier, too, I think, you know, obviously you can convert the Bitcoin into dollars, and there are more and more places that are starting to accept, uh, you know, Bitcoin as payment. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned Pomp. I follow him online. Mm-hmm. And Michael Saylor, you know, yeah. these two, Peter Dementis, they sort of all get together sometimes in conferences to, to explain it to people. But one of the things, and maybe they've changed their position, but one of the things I've heard both Palm and Michael Saylor say is they'll never sell any Bitcoin. They, they, they're they so thrilled when other people are spending it because they're like, great, that's just more for us. So they gobble, gobble, gobble it all up, knowing at least in Bitcoin, there's only so much that's out there. There'll never be more than a specific amount. And so somebody at the end of the day is going to have all the Bitcoin, You know, your reference of like prison food, and, and hold on to it. <laughs> Um, you know, but it, it's funny. This is way before FTX. I invest in Bitcoin and also uh, Ethereum, and I have a mm-hmm. business partner, and we were doing that regularly every single month, a certain amount. And then when it just went, you know, down, when the spiral started uh, about nine months ago, ten months ago, after coming off of a off the high, um, we were starting to get a little bit nervous that our money was starting to go backwards, and so we didn't get rid of it, but we held on to what we had. We stopped investing for a moment. And even that, even in hesitating, it just allows people who are 100% full on, like you are in crypto, to just go and grab more of it. Can you talk through, I mean, I guess if people have it, do you really look at it as just another financial asset that's at your disposal that you can spend when you need the money? Or is it really about just pure long-term investment? If you get into this thing, you really need to get into it and 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 be you know deliberate about it, be religious about it, and step away and just know that this is future for you. Or yeah, do I people just have different mindsets? I don't know. Yeah, I think you have to look at what's going to work for you. Obviously, if you have a major investment and you're looking at it from a financial point of view, hey, it would be better if I took some of this Bitcoin and put it over here because it's going to be good. I want to build my business or I want my kid to go to college or I want to, I want, I want little Johnny to have the operation or whatever. You know, you want to make sure you put all that in there and look at it. But for many people, holding on to it gives you the option to say, let's buy a little bit more real estate here in Manhattan in 1870. Mm-hmm. knowing that you believe it's going to go long term. And so we look at what Bitcoin does. It's the perfect money because it's unlike fiat currency. There's only going to be 21 million of them. That's Ever. it. Yeah. Versus how many U.S. dollars are there going to be? Well, it depends on how many they want to print. And what does that do to the value of the U.S. dollar? Mm-hmm. Well, economists right. tell us, hey, that's not a good thing. You know, how'd yeah. that Weimar Republic thing work out in Germany? And the yeah. problem is this is real. Because they would bring it literally wheelbarrowfuls of Deutschmarks in to buy a lunch, and they would pay for the lunch before the lunch was served because the price would go up afterwards. It was that volatile inflation and going for it. We saw inflation, I remember back in the 70s, it was not pretty. And now we're seeing it clicking in there. There are many that say the government estimate is really underestimating it. Gee, I wonder why the government would give us a number that might not be true that could benefit them. Hmm. Well, uh, that is being alleged. And so, but we see, we can see it right now. Listeners, think about this. How much did it cost you to get a gallon of gas last year? How about right now? How about other commodities that you're buying? How about other things you're buying? And you can just see it in your own real world, which is where it matters most. So I think it's a good thing to be aware of it. And the more knowledge you can get, the better. But also very important to get involved with communities. It's changing a lot. And if all you're getting is what you're listening to on the podcast and you're reading good quality information, that's good. But you want to get out there and hang around others. 
That's where conferences are out there. You want to go see them. There's a lot of Bitcoin meetup groups around the country. See if there's one in your area. And there's a whole bunch of them that are on an area that you'll be able to get to easily called Zoom. So yes. you just get into a good old Zoom conference. That's a coming to a Zoom near you. Uh, works yes. out really well. I think they so I think just you, need to listen to this episode. That's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> we already get the uh, the tech trends expert here. Right. Well, what's on, Terry? What's your third thought that rocks? I, I know you talked about this is reality. It's not going anywhere. Look at known, well-developed resources. The great list, by the way. We've got like eight or nine that you gave us. What's your third and final thought? Yeah, and the third and final thought is don't get discouraged because it's easy to say, oh, no, price of Bitcoin went down. Did you see that? If it goes up, then you get elated. Get the emotion out of it. Yeah. Look at it. That's where I'm using the dollar cost averaging. I've heard yeah. that from really wise financial planners, CPAs that say that's a good thing, whatever you're doing, as long as it's managed right. And so that's why, again, no financial advice here, but you go see a competent, registered financial planner, CPA, or someone who really knows this stuff and see if it's right for you, if it's the right thing to do. Cash App is a good little tool to have, not just for Bitcoin, but for cash that you can use and you, they tie a debit card with it as well. So you're able to see what's going on and there's a lot of other little applications like that coming out out hang around the communities where people are when you're around other people you learn and you know what that's the thing we say about just about anything if you really want to learn about uh, uh web 3 gina and i do a lot of work on web 3 and virtual reality and now and getting into artificial intelligence hanging around people like that gives you a chance to learn and that's really where we're going to school oh and i forgot to mention most important the university of youtube that's where we learn in all this today. Yeah. And you'll hear many different opinions. That's good. Listen to all the different opinions. Some of them are going to disagree with others. That's good. Yeah. You want to have that syntopic learning. So you're learning from this and that and that. And you start seeing some similarities. Then you start seeing some differences. And then you start saying, hmm, this one mentioned that, but you didn't say anything. I didn't hear that from anybody else. Okay. This is why God invented Google. So we could sit down and look at it and go, oh, okay. And now chapped GPT. Because, or, because with, or with chat GPT, it goes even farther than that. And that's a yeah. whole other subject of that's what you can do. a different episode right there. You yeah, that, that'll be another head. episode. <laughs> Just yes, write it down, chat my hair. GPT. Yeah, <laughs> yes. that's pretty high, too. <laughs> or mine, too, by the way. I call my hair particularly well for you guys today. <laughs> it looks good. No, it looks good. Yeah, I well, like the part. You, you like the new coloring? I switched yeah. the color last week. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You had mentioned... Um, it's funny that you talked about like CPAs. I, I have a couple friends that are CPAs and they don't want to touch Bitcoin. They don't talk about it. That I have a friend of mine who is so smart, actually was a business partner of mine, who just thought it's just gobbledygook. I mean, and it's out there. And this was just four years ago. I'm not sure that I know of any financial advisors that are maybe recommending or pushing people toward it. If I was to say, here's what my portfolio is, and I've got this amount in Bitcoin. I wonder if they would try and talk me out of it. Like when, when does the tide turn? When does eventually, and I see banks are now starting to accept it. There are people involved, whether we ever get to regulation or not, who knows? When does the tide turn that people go, cryptocurrency is fine. It's awesome. We should be in it. Cause I just don't see a lot of people other than people like yourself that are, that are really out there, you know, with, with the megaphone. Yeah, there are people that are doing it. And I understand a lot of people are like that. When something is new, it's scary. 
And particularly if you hear news stories that say, oh, it's drug dealers and it's uh, underworld stuff and all that, which... Well, is FTX not- isn't going to help anything now for a while. So you're right. Exactly. Exactly. But people say, oh, FTX, that's crypto, that's crypto and Bitcoin. And it's not. It's the decisions they made in business. But yeah. there are CPAs. I'm working with one right here in Florida. And there are many others that are out there that are using that. And they say, here's your systems that you need. They yeah. show what to do. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate I worked with 27 state societies of CPAs around the country speaking and training yeah. them years ago. I would do that. The AI CPA kept calling me a CPA because I speak so often. They put Terry Brock, comma, CPA. Go, Guys, I'm not a CPA. <laughs> CPA. I mean, you could probably right. get in trouble for that. And they, yeah. Then the next conference, Terry Brock, comma, CPA. I got, guys, I'm still not. And, I said, yeah. and then they kept doing it. I said, okay, I give up. I am a CPA. Yeah. Constant yeah. party animal. Yeah. That's yes. what it means for me. Yes. <laughs> yes. But there are some financial point. people. And, and if you go to some place where they hang out, going to a place like Bitcoin 2023, I'm not getting any financial compensation for that. I just pay to yeah. go as well. But places where that's being held, we have the Florida Bitcoin and Blockchain Summit that goes on here, usually in Orlando or in Tampa. And there's people coming there that are financial planners, that are CPAs. They're seeing what's happening. They're studying it. Because one thing you want to make sure you do, when you're going to make sure everything you do is legal. Mm-hmm. You don't. Uh, years ago, people go, oh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I'm not going to yeah. show the government this. And yeah. they find out. Yeah. And yeah. things can happen. Hey, a dear, dear friend of mine uh, is in prison now for committing no crime but building a website. His name is Ross Ulbricht, and he built a thing called the Silk Road. And Ross did that, but he knows now he should have done some things differently. But he was just opening up a place. They used Bitcoin because they could use some transactions with that. Yeah. But uh, that's a whole. That's another episode too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. So we worked there. with him, and I was able to help to get something to go to the Supreme Court for his uh, release and to change it. But they threw it out at the Supreme Court. So, uh, but that's a whole other story. Yeah, that's an amazing one. Well, Terry, what's the best way for people who want to stay in touch and and just gather some more advice from you? Um, over the, whether it's speaking, writing, crypto. I mean, you've got your hands in a little bit of everything. It's part of why we love you. What um, What's the best way for them to stay in touch with you? Probably the best way would be to come over to the website, terrybrock.com, and because this is a podcast, and Terry and Brock can be spelled different ways. Yes. It's Terry is spelled T-E-R-R-Y, and Brock is spelled the right way. B-R-O-C-K. Right, yes. yes. So terrybrock.com, you'll get all the contacts, social media contact information, everything there, particularly, and look up our Stark Raving Entrepreneurs. This is our program that I do with Gina where we're talking about all kinds of different ways that entrepreneurs can develop recurring income mm-hmm. and be able to take what they're doing, sing it out into the world using the live and let live lifestyle. That's the thing we embrace. Live what and let what live. is that? Is that, a, is that a course or a class or podcast? Uh, it's a program. It's a program that people okay. get into, and we meet regularly every month, and we're talking about uh, different topics related to entrepreneurs, how they're getting by, and what they're doing. And uh, that uh, is something that we're getting a lot of enthusiasm. It's wonderful to see people growing and making money. In fact, one of our members just a couple of weeks ago did a course, an online course, offered it, made $132,000 in three days. Wow. And we're not saying anyone else would do that. And this might not be your, your results, but she did. And she wow. used the principles we have and it's working very, very nicely. That's great. Wow, that's amazing. Well, like we said, we're we're fans of yours. I know we talked about it in the bio and you really uh, supporting and representing and leading you know, other speakers here in Central Florida uh, being a part of the NSA, I just know that you 
have your fingers in a lot of things. And, man, just taking a few moments to help our audience understand it just a little bit more and, and perhaps invest if they've never done anything like that, especially for me. I don't really invest in the stock market. This is just sort of my gamble and, and to try it out. And uh, I, I think a lot of that's just because we had some conversations with you, to be honest with you. So oh, thanks, man. Well, we really appreciate it very much. Well, I appreciate you too, guys. And while I got you here, those of you that are listening, these two guys are wonderful. Uh, you see them here on t- on the video or listening to them. Behind the scenes, when the cameras are off, one-on-two or one-on-one, they are wonderful people. Tap into what they've done on the YouTube channel. Like you, I went over and saw it. There's a lot of good stuff there. So do yourself a favor. Get to know these two wonderful guys. Thank you, brother. We're going to edit thanks that so out. Much. And, uh, I'm going to edit that yeah, to, the just, love fest. to check out my stuff. And <laughs> yes, there you out. go. Absolutely. <laughs> the, the camera's going to pay it to just brand. I get it. I'm used to it. It's fine. You're awesome, man. Thank you so much, Terry. We'll talk okay, to you soon. Okay, love you thanks, both. Thanks, brother. Love Rock you, on. Hey, rock stars. Thanks so much for tuning in. Yeah, and listen, we know how busy you are. And grabbing those little nuggets of wisdom that can amp up your life are super hard to come by. So we hope this episode helped you enough for you to maybe subscribe and consider leaving us a rating and a review so that we can continue to grow the show. Thus That Rock is a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network and also supports Cannonball Kids Cancer and their fight for finding and funding treatment options for kids who have run out of options. They're amazing. Their work is incredible. To learn more, please go to cannonballkidscancer.org. Finally, if you're interested in having Brant or Jim or both of us speak at your event, whether as a virtual webinar or an in-person conference keynote or mastermind, contact us directly at thoughtsatrock.com. Until next time, rock rock on. on!